Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy-to-understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. So this podcast is all about how to set up or establish a revocable living trust brokerage account. I'm Paul Rabelais. I'm an estate planning attorney, and I was having some conversations today with a gentleman who had a several, he had several brokerage accounts, and he was considering setting up a trust, wanted to ease the transfer when he passed away to his heirs. And so he was inquiring about what was involved in setting up trust brokerage accounts. So, you know, we we see this a lot and some people get confused because when people have brokerage accounts, they often have maybe two or three or more brokerage accounts at the same financial institution. Perhaps they'll have an IRA, an individual retirement account. Perhaps they'll have uh, both a traditional and a Roth IRA. And on those IRAs, they will have named beneficiaries. A husband perhaps will name his wife as the beneficiary. Perhaps he'll name secondary or contingent beneficiaries. And that stuff, by its nature, it avoids probate. But people often also, in addition to their IRA accounts, they often have brokerage accounts at the financial institution. Perhaps they have investments outside of their retirement accounts. Perhaps once they start taking their required distributions, they take those required distributions out of the retirement account or the IRA and they simply move that money into a brokerage account. But uh, brokerage accounts are not permitted, at least not in Louisiana, to have beneficiaries like retirement accounts do. So many people prepare for the inevitability of their death by creating trusts to ease the transfer of, among other assets, the non-retirement brokerage account. So brokerage accounts that are already titled in the name of a trust at your death escape having to go through that court-supervised succession or probate procedure. So to really um, explain exactly how trust brokerage accounts get set up, I took a little dive and uh, picked three different financial institutions, all good financial institutions, and I took a look at their specific instructions on how to establish a brokerage account for a revocable living trust. And so really that's what, what you have to do if you're setting up a revocable trust and you want those investments that you have to escape having to go through probate. You can set up a trust account at the financial institution, move those assets into the trust account, and then all that avoids the probate. So the three companies that I took a look at were three kind of do-it-yourself type financial institutions because if you work through a financial advisor who works for a financial institution, then your financial advisor will likely do the legwork for you to get your account titled in the name of the trust. So, but the three companies that I took a, took a look at were Charles Schwab, Vanguard, and Ally Bank. 
So let's take a look at what each of those institutions requires when you're establishing a brokerage account in the name of a revocable living trust. So first, let's take a look at Charles Schwab, and I'm, I'm taking a look at the instructions to open or update a Schwab One trust account. And on the very first page, it says, for a revocable trust, which many people set up revocable trusts, for a revocable trust, Charles Schwab says, attach a copy of the title page or first page and all signature pages of the trust documentation along with this application. All pages of the certification of trust, memorandum of trust, affidavit of trust, or abstract of trust may be submitted to satisfy the trust documentation. So here's what Schwab says. And really, all of them uh, really don't want the, a copy of the entire trust because some lawyers prepare very lengthy trusts um, dozens, if not hundreds of pages. And I, I got to think that these financial institutions don't want to sort through all of those trust instruments. So they just, they say, send only the pages that we need. And so Charles Schwab says, attach a copy of the title page or first page. Well, the first page is usually the title page. It's the, it's the page that has the name or the title of the trust on it. And then it says all signature pages of the trust documentation. Well, signature pages are usually the ones at the end along with this application. Okay, so that one's pretty simple. Uh, title page or first page and all signature pages. And really it says instead of doing that, you can send what's called, and they, they called it a number of different things, certification of trust or memorandum of trust or affidavit of trust or abstract of trust. They didn't use what we, what we called it in Louisiana, an extract of trust. So that's just um, a summary of the trust provisions that says who the trustees are and a few other relevant provisions. So you can send that instead. So Schwab's requirements for setting up a, um, a trust account are fill out the trust account application and attach that stuff that we just went over. Pretty simple. The next company that I took a look at was Vanguard. And so with Vanguard, they, the, everybody's instructions are a little bit different, but Vanguard says you must attach copies of the pages of the trust agreement and any other relevant documents such as an appointment agreement that contain, and then it lists three things, the trust name and date the current trustees names and the signatures of the persons who were required to sign the agreement under state law. So there's the three things that Vanguard requires. Again, all pretty simple and really important that you just give them what they're asking for because if they don't get what they're asking for, then they send it back and it just takes more time to process all the paperwork. So that one is also pretty simple. And, and again, that's right there on page one of, their app, of the Vanguard brokerage account application for trusts. And then the third um, company that I looked at was Ally Bank. And a lot of people have CDs. They don't want their CDs to be frozen when they die. So they transfer uh, their CDs into a trust. So technically not a 
not a brokerage account, but still the same process of transferring a financial account into a trust. And the Ally Bank website says, we've made setting up an account in the name of a trust as simple as possible. You can easily apply online and we'll have you upload pages from the trust agreement along the way to complete the application. We'll need copies of, and then it lists five different things. The pages describing the trust, including the formal name of the trust, grantors and trustees, the notarized signature page with grantor and trustee signatures. In some states, there may be a separate page completed by the notary. The third thing is any amendments to the original trust. The fourth is pages with trustee powers and provisions related to incapacity or death of a trustee. And then the last thing that they require at Ally Bank is a page listing the beneficiaries who will receive the funds if the grantor of the trust passes away. So they're looking for not only the basic information of the name and who the trustees are, they're also looking for what happens when um, the person who set up the trust dies or becomes incapacitated, who those beneficiaries are. So they're looking for... Uh, who they're going to release those funds to when the settlor or grantor dies. So again, just a different set of instructions there. So bottom line there, you're going to want to make sure that you follow the instructions. In fact, it seems like it's just kind of human nature when people are getting their legal affairs in order. Often they're in their 60s or 70s or some people wait as late until their 80s to really get all this stuff straight and so not only do they want to have uh, a trust brokerage account but many people have um, individual brokerage accounts at, at many different institutions and so they use this opportunity to consolidate um, holdings that they have into perhaps one or two trust brokerage accounts where prior to setting this up, all this stuff up, maybe they had seven or eight individual accounts. So they want to consolidate everything, make it easier for tax reporting purposes when it's time to file your income tax return, make it easy for trust administration when you become incapacitated or when you die. There's fewer institutions that you're trustees or executors or agents under your power of attorney or beneficiaries must deal with. So we see a lot of that consolidation as well. Hope that helps and hope, you know, all of this stuff can help you get things in order to really leave that last final spectacular legacy to those loved ones that mean so much to you. I'm Paul Rabelais. Have a great day. Take care.